Hey guys, Bree here. It is 1.02 in the morning, and I obviously cannot sleep. I think that I would be able to sleep, but I have a lot on my mind. If you follow along on my Instagram, at BreeStoltzFoos underscore, you probably know what's on my mind. I've been dealing with a lot of different health things and it's just been kind of wild. Anyways, that's not what I came here to talk about. I came here to talk about knowing how to speak your truth and what truth looks like to me. I hope that you guys can hear me well. I hope that the sound quality is okay. I'm literally laying in bed in the pitch dark in a room at my parents' house because I'm recovering here. And a lot of my doctors are, like, close to their house. So, anyways. I'm next to my sister's room. And she has her air conditioner running. And I can hear it. And I hope you guys don't have to hear it. It doesn't bother me. But I do feel like it would be kind of weird background noise on a podcast. I don't know. Anyways. Back to what I was saying the topic of this episode is going to be how to speak your truth and knowing what truth looks like to you. I think I worded it a little different just a minute ago, but y'all get the point. So if you know me personally, you know that as a young kid and as a teen, my early teen years, I dealt with lying. And when I say I dealt with lying, I think that I was what some would call a pathological liar. I used to agree with that. And you used to, it used to be that you would hear me call myself a pathological liar. Looking back, like the older I get and the more I understand one generational things, I'm not justifying anything when I say that. Um, but I do believe in generational like sins. Um, and my biological mother, she, she was, is a liar. I don't know where she's at with that right now. I haven't touched base with her in a couple of years and she was very good at it. In fact, it ended her up in jail, not lying per se, but dishonesty. She forged checks and ended up in jail for that. That was one of the reasons prostitution was the second Anyways, I don't like letting people hang, so that was such a random that was such a random money trail. So generational stuff. And two, I believe that the environment a child is raised in can play big part in whether or not honesty or dishonesty is cultivated. If a child feels free to be themselves in said environment that is going to obviously and organically cultivate an honest persona right but on the flip side if said child does not feel as though they are allowed to be who they really are and they're pressured into being someone else that cultivates dun, cultivates <laughs> cultivates dun 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 dishonesty and 
So I feel like I dealt with that. The not so much in my home life, but in my church, my church life. How would I say that? The religion that my family I wanted to say was a part of, they're still a part of. It's just become a lot more like they're just so much more liberal now. I don't know. I feel like I could have made it as a conservative Mennonite with the way that their church is now versus how their church was then. But anyways, let bygones be bygones, right? I say all of that to give you all a little bit of a backstory of where I feel my lying problem or my issues with honesty, I, I prefer that wording, not because I want to make myself feel better, but because now that I'm a parent, I don't, I've, how do I say this? I've seen it to be so much more effective in a healthy and positive manner when I approach things that my children are dealing with, not as a problem, right? But as kind of a season, not even a season, because that's just kind of, that's extreme. But just like, this is where they're at right now. And how can I as their mother and as their friend, right? And I know that's an unpopular opinion. Don't be your kid's friend. I agree with that, but also be their friend. Um, How can I help them work through this? How can I help better them? How how can I help them to see the dire consequences that are going to come out of negative lifestyle choices and habits? And I adopted that mentality and that parenting technique early on with my children. Granted, my children are only five and four, about to be five and six. Unbelievable. But I've just been so amazed at how they've responded to that parenting technique. And looking back on the little that I remember of my childhood, that's a whole other topic, but one of my coping mechanisms as a kid was to like block things out. So my childhood feels very like bits and pieces. Like I don't remember much. But all that, what I was saying is looking back on the parts of my childhood that I do remember, I feel as though the parenting technique that I just described to y'all in regards to work, working, walking my kids through the things that they're dealing with, whether emotionally, physically, spiritually, right? They would have been very beneficial and effective with me. And I don't say that to hate all my parents. I truly believe that they were great parents, are great parents. And they they just they did i think it sounds so cliche to say they did the best they knew how and yet that's what they did it's what they did so i'm so grateful and i'm grateful to be where i'm at now and that really brings us to what i really really want to focus on on this episode in this episode is how to share your truth and how to know that what you're sharing is truth I hope that I'm not too scatterbrained on this. I was laying here right before I started recording this episode and I had so many like boom thoughts, right? Like light bulb, like wow, that's solid. Like people would relate to this because I was relating to it, right? Um, 
I should have taken notes. Did I take notes? No, I did not. Did I just spontaneously hop on here to record this episode? Absolutely. So here we go. So when I started to switch from a dishonest lifestyle to an honest lifestyle, I very, very quickly figured out that it was going to take more than me no longer lying and now being an honest individual to build back any type of reputable reputable like honest to build back an honest and reputable reputation reputable reputation oh gosh words are paining me right now you get the point like i and in case you don't get the point i'll i'll delve a little into more what i'm trying to say basically you know there's the ever cliche saying like trust has to be built you have to win people's trust back especially after you've been a dishonest person yes i agree with that but on the same note i don't because of that because of those cliche sayings and i don't want to say it's only because of those cliche sayings but i feel like those sayings are not healthy in the sense of they they foster a stereotypical and there's another word i'm looking for and i'm not going to be able to find it right now i apologize they they just foster like mentalities in people that aren't completely accurate and that that comes down to truth like what is truth right truth is not a feeling and and okay like y'all could get technical with me but i'm talking like solid truth like the truth that i speak with my words right like Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you experience something one way and then go on to describe it with your personal, like your own words, that doesn't make it truth either. Truth is cold, hard facts. And I know that might sound extreme and I I think I'm going to regret going on this bunny trail. Like, I wish I could just like rewind 30 seconds because I was saying something else. But I hope that I'm making sense. Like, oh, I was basically saying those sayings like you have to win trust back and you have to build trust with people. Yes, those are absolutely true, but they're, they're, they're also absolutely cliche sayings and they... Foster mentalities in people, I I think people by nature have a hard time forgiving. And I I hesitate to say by nature because I haven't really like dug into like the psychological end of things. But from my experience, people have a hard time and not even from my experience, from what I've observed more accurately, from what I've observed, people have a semi-hard time forgiving because they have the mentality if you forgive you forget and i don't agree with that mentality either and that's a whole other topic wow i think that i may have opened a can of worms that i don't know if i was ready to but yes here we are 
when dealing with someone that has a dishonest past, such as lying, right? If the person changes and they start being honest, because that's obviously the flip of, that's the the opposite of dishonesty, how long do the people get to decide it's going to take for said former, former dishonest person to gain their trust back? or rebuild trust, or win trust, right? I don't think that's right. I don't think it's fair. Some of y'all will argue, we live in a world where that's just how things work. Yes, and yes, and yes. I get that. But that's where I hit people with. That's why it is so important that we know what truth is both the f- and when i say we i mean the former liar the former dishonest person and the recipient of said person's words and actions right we need to know what truth is and we need to know how to speak and live our truths i feel like since I have changed my lifestyle into an honest lifestyle. I've gotten really extreme with it. I'm like, and I don't say this in a bragging manner. It's just, it's my truth. I am what I would call stupid honest. And for those of y'all that aren't going to understand that terminology, I am honest to the point of You can pretty much fact check me on anything now. There have been a few instances where I didn't use my words correctly in a conversation with someone. And because they knew my history and my past with lying, they later came at me cutthroat about it. Whereas I feel with a quote-unquote normal slash honest individual, right? Someone who's never dealt with dishonesty, it wouldn't have even been a big deal. Here's one example. I thought you own your house, Bree. And then I go, I do. And then they go, no, you don't. You're just renting. And I go, well, rent to own, that's a thing, right? And that conversation right there could have been completely avoided if I would have stated up front that I am renting to own the property, right? And this, that's, that's a very random illustration. And no, I, yeah, that's a random illustration. Another one is with my kids. I'm trying to think of like examples. This is why I should take notes. Um, I've taught my kids how to be so extremely honest And to just live an honest, honest lifestyle, right? With no room for error. That if I give them our plans for the day, and then I even err off of that a smidge, they will be like, you lied, mom. And I'll look at them like they're crazy. And I'm like, no, I didn't lie. Our plans just changed a little. And then I realize 
I've taught them that what I say is truth. You know? Like, they don't even, like, just whine or complain that our plans change. They literally look me dead in the eyes and they'll be like, you lied. And one, that's a trigger for me because I was just called a liar and told I lied all the time. As a kid and as a teen, and honestly, I still get told that I lie all the time. But it also was just very it happened recently with my kids it's happened quite a few times but more recently because they're like getting older now and they're better at communicating right like my son Damien like literally went into detail as to why he felt I lied and I was actually very proud in that moment because I was like wow I've taught them to live truthfully without like any room for error you know and are my kids going to be perfect? Absolutely not. I'm sure that, yeah, you get the point. I was going to say I'm sure that they're going to like lie here and there, but words are powerful and I don't want to speak that over them. So back to what I was saying, that those are examples of knowing how to speak your truth. So for me, knowing how to speak my truth looks like speaking only fact specifically specifically when it comes to my own life because of the amount of people that find it okay to involve themselves in my life on a regular basis and some would argue well you've established a social media presence for yourself blah 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 no seriously that does not make the way people i want to use the word metal into my life okay it it just doesn't so anyways I, pretty much if I tell you a story, for example, about one example, my ex-husband, if I talk about him, I can 100% provide documents for every single thing that I tell you. And I'm probably not going to talk about him, but if I do, you know what I mean? Um... That's a situation I've been dealing with lately is I have a stupid amount of people that believe him over me and I wouldn't care. But the reason that I care is because I've worked so, so hard to make sure that in the event that I am doubted in this situation, people can fact check me. And people aren't even fact-checking me, you know? So that was a whole other rant. (sighs) I'm also a firm believer that... So I stayed silent. I think my sister's gonna interrupt me. I don't know. I hope I'm not keeping her awake. I stayed silent for literally years when I was doubted because my dad taught me that the truth always stands for itself and I agree with that to a certain extent but the older I get the more I'm like yes that is absolutely true but also when you sit in silence when someone is knowingly discrediting you and they're discrediting something that you can back with physical and material proof You're giving them authority and power in your life that they don't deserve to have. And like, that's a no-go for me. You know? 
I just, I think that that is, that's, no one should have to put up with that. So that's where I'm at. And a lot of people don't like me for it. Secondly, what does truth look like to me? Truth doesn't look like a feeling. It doesn't look like an emotion. It looks like cold, hard facts. It looks like having reputable people being able to back you. It looks like having documents to back you. It looks like your life backing the words that come out of your mouth. And that last one, your life looking like the words that come out of your mouth. That is why you will hear me openly talk about how I'm struggling with God, spirituality, religion right now. That is why you will hear me make unpopular comments on abortion. That is why you will hear me make unpopular comments on a lot of things because I refuse to say what makes someone feel comfortable and in turn sacrifice the honesty, the level of honesty that I have achieved in my life. You know? And it's wild because for years I was literally hated and like viewed as like the least of those seriously because of my lying. And now I am so, so honest. Like I wouldn't even say I'm real. I'm just honest. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. I believe there's a difference between being real and being honest. And that's why I have a problem with that like whole be real movement that's out there because you can be real and not be honest pick my brain on that one seriously because i stand behind that um but now that i'm being honest and i share openly where i'm at in life with any issue whether it be spirituality like just any controversial topics right and just my life in general people have such an issue with it and i'm like wow you really cannot win and yet the truth is i am winning because i figured out what truth looks like to me and i figured out how to speak my truth and i have figured out how to teach my kids how to live truthfully and to walk truthfully and to speak truthfully and they now recognize dishonesty and honesty in other people you know and so i feel like i've really honestly accomplished all that i need to in this lifetime when it comes to myself and to my children because my like we're my main priority right but it is something i'm passionate about for everyone else because i was having a conversation with someone that i love very very dearly just last night actually and she made the comment she was like so so i told her i was like just because you feel that way doesn't mean that 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 it's the truth right because she was basically saying that there's an individual in her life that's very quick to throw her under the bus and blah 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 and i did not i I just didn't feel like that was an accurate statement from what I've seen, right? And again, I'm close to both individuals that I'm speaking of. 
And so I was basically trying to throw another perspective at her and she hits me with, well, I could, I could speak truth to you, but you wouldn't like it. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And immediately I thought to myself, I've, I've had that statement made so many times. Like I will speak my truth, right? And I speak it confidently and I speak it boldly because like I said, nine times out of 10, I can fact check myself. I can show you the proof, whether it be through messages from other people, whether it be legal documents. Like I, I, it's never me. I don't want to say it's never. Very rarely do I speak my truth based off of feeling or emotion, right? Or like my perspective alone, because that, that's not, that doesn't hold, that doesn't hold solid in the court of truth (laughs) um so when this individual made the comment that she would speak her truth to me but i couldn't handle it so she's going to keep her mouth shut i immediately thought to myself it's not truth then because and i'm not saying just because something is truth you have to speak it and be loud about it every time right but if you can actually make the comment to a person that you have truth about them or for them, but you're going to keep their ma- your mouth shut because they couldn't handle it, there's a very, very big chance that you don't have truth to speak because you don't know if it's truth yourself. And that's a big problem. Like, it's okay that that person is, is in that place, but it's not okay that that person thinks that that mentality and that mindset is okay and healthy and justified. You know what I mean? And recently, down that line, kind of the same example. Oh, and so I hit that person with, I was like, well, then it's not truth. And I said, I can handle the truth. But what I can't handle is like petty bullshit. Like I can't handle truth that you can't back. And then that person didn't have anything else to say. And I kind of had the same thing happen with another individual. And he said to me, he was like, you like drama and you like talking about people. And he was like, I don't feel like it's like you like talking about people for for gossip. But you always say that it's because like you, you just want to like be straight up with people. And I was like, yeah. Pretty much, this is another thing I practice. If I can say it about someone, I can say it to their face. And nine times out of ten, I've already said it to their face. That's another reason that I'm not liked by a lot of people is I am known for saying things to people's faces that other people would never say to them, right? And I feel like I still have a long ways to go in like my delivery as far as like just the kindness factor. But I also have come a long way and I've softened my approach. But I think it's I think it's really important. And again, this doesn't apply to all situations. So hear me out and just bear with me. But like if you a good rule of thumb that I've figured out has been healthy for me to live by is Brie. If you can say it about this person would you to another friend or an acquaintance acquaintance or like a family member would you be able to say it to the to the person's face and that's kept my mouth shut a lot of times you wouldn't believe it well you would probably 
but it's also challenged me to just be upfront and forthcoming with the people in my life and have hard conversations with them, right? Because if we can't have the hard conversations, like, what's the point of all the easy, petty, bullshit ones? Like, I don't want that casual surface shit. (laughs) I just don't. Especially in friendships and relationships that I consider dear and near to my heart. So, I basically said all of that to this person that was calling essentially calling me out on the way i am in relationships sorry that was my knuckles hitting the wall love that so we're at 28 minutes and 38 seconds and i'm freaking out because it feels like i've only been talking for 10 minutes and i hope i've made sense and that my thoughts aren't too like jumbled um wow so y'all are gonna love this my thoughts were already like semi-jumbled or whatever And now, like, I want to say a week ago, a week and a half ago, I had a small stroke. And it's definitely affected just, like, the way I process things. As in, not even process things, but, like, um, I I can't keep my thoughts together. So, I don't know if podcasting is the life for me. But, yes, if you have more questions in regards to, like, the different topics that I touch base on tonight or, like, the different factors, please feel free to ask me. And I would love to try to answer your questions or like give my insight or my feedback. And just know if you are dealing with like a dishonest child, like as a parent, it is not the end of the world and don't treat it as such and don't write your child off for good because if you do, like that's on you then. I feel like how your child ends up is honestly like, not 100% on you, but you're playing a big part in it as a parent. Um, yeah, I'm just so passionate about that as well. <sighs> um, wow, that was so unprofessional and like just terrible. You just literally heard me sigh. On that note, I'm going to peace out. All my love. Thanks for listening. Good night, I guess. I don't, I, I think we've been over this in every episode. I, I don't know how to end the episode. Love that. Goodbye.